This morning's scripture reading comes from the book of Acts and depicts just some miracles of the Holy Spirit. These are our sacred stories. May God grant us the wisdom and courage for their interpretation. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then, when they heard one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were blown away. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on, and kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked, they're drunk on cheap wine. That's when Peter stood up and backed by the other eleven, spoke out with bold urgency. Fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully and get the story straight. These people aren't drunk, as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Remember, this is what the prophet Joel announced would happen. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions, your old men mean dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and their prophecy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs in the earth below. Blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red. Before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous, and whoever calls out for help to me, God will be saved. Cut to the quick, those who were listening asked Peter and the other apostles, so now what do we do? Peter said, change your life, turn to God and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins are forgiven. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is targeted to you and your children, but also to all who are far away, whomever, in fact, God invites. That day, about 3,000 took him at his word, were baptized, and were signed up. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe. All those wonders and signs done through the apostles, and all believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common, 
They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily scripture discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful, as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their numbers grew as God added to those who were saved. For the good news of the Holy Spirit. forge new connections and 
and deepen our understanding of one another. I mean, that's a miracle of the Spirit if I ever saw one. Amen? Amen. And there's one other miraculous detail that is easy to miss amidst the more flashy movements of the Spirit in the Pentecost story. And that's the presence of the common meal. Now, until about the third century, the communion was celebrated with a full meal, reminding us that each and every time we eat or drink, we are to remember our commission to be loved in the world. That first communion, that last supper, was an example of miraculous communion. Around that table were men and women who had devoted the last three years of their life great personal cost to following Jesus, to exalting the marginalized, to pursuing justice and peace. And yet, each disciple around that table had the capacity to betray Jesus. Remember each of them asking nervously, am I the one who is going to betray you? Jesus knows all of this. He knows exactly what they are capable of. Exactly what they are capable of. He responds with love, with the promise of reconciliation to God, with the tools for remembering that covenant, with the instructions for how to turn back towards God and towards one another, and by loving the world in the way that He did. Is this Sunday? Amidst a world rife with betrayal, Resurrection where there once was death. What, what 
more awareness together? What fire has she lit in your heart? What miracle are you called? 